Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text is the Gospel reading. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sisters, a big question in the text is this. What will God do to the wicked tenants who schemed, who conspired, who planned, and who cold-bloodedly murdered the Son of the Beloved? The question behind the question is this. What will God do to those who blow off and despise his grace, who scorn his gifts, who kill his servants, and who kill his beloved son, the Lord Jesus Christ? Yes, what will God do? What will he do with his Israel, his people, whom he himself exodus from satanic Pharaoh and his Egyptian hell? You remember that God gave Israel the promised land. It flowed with milk and honey. God gave Israel his divine and saving name. God gave Israel the tabernacle, the temple, and the divine service. God sent prophet after prophet after prophet to Israel. But Israel sadly and tragically despised and rejected the prophets and their preaching of repentance and the forgiveness of sins that comes through the promised Messiah, Jesus. Israel, if you know your Old Testament history, Israel hated and imprisoned many of the faithful prophets. They murdered some of them, like Isaiah. Do you remember what they did with Isaiah? They took, they took out their sawzall and cut him in two. And then in the fullness of time, the vineyard owner, God the Father, sent his beloved son, to his vineyard. What lavish love we just sang about it in the hymn. What remarkable riches we just sang about it in the hymn. And yet Israel plotted and schemed. They crucified the beloved son. He came to his own, but his own received him not. John 1, verse 11. Remember how we prayed just a few minutes ago? Gracious Father, you gave your Son into the hands of sinful men who killed him. You remember Paul at first was part of that, a zealous Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin. He vigorously persecuted the church, but Jesus repented and faithed him, and he became an apostle to the Gentiles. Are we LCMSers and the rest of the church, God's Israel of the last days or in times, any different than Israel of old? Remember, the New Testament church is God's planted vineyard as well. God the Father has sent his beloved son, Jesus, and Jesus has done a Good Friday death to achieve and win our salvation. And his blood cleanses us from all sin, you remember, 1 John 1. And Jesus sees to it that he sends faithful pastor after faithful pastor after faithful pastor to preach and teach God's word to his New Testament church calling sinners to repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Yes, Jesus, he tends to our salvation. He plants, he cultivates, he weeds. He gives us new life, Holy Spirit-filled new creation life, spelled F-A-I-T-H, in holy baptism or through the preaching of the gospel. Jesus magnificently feeds us with the living bread of his body, he serves us the joyous wine beverage of forgiveness and life that is in his blood. 
And what do we do? We LCMSers in general, like Old Testament Israel, are tempted to throw the Son of God, Jesus, out of the, out of the vineyard. Kick him out. Give him the boot. Don't let the door hit you, Jesus. What do I mean when I talk like this? This is what I mean. Most LCMSers rarely, if ever, pick up their Bible and read it. Most LCMSers are ignorant of most, if not all, the Bible stories. Bored we are and apathetic to the preaching and teaching of God's word. There, isn't, see, there doesn't seem to be much of a hunger or thirst to eat his body and drink his blood. And of course, 60 to 90 minutes, one day a week, to be divinely served by Jesus, it seems just to be too much for us to bear. Because we have more pressing things to do in our life. At least that's what I hear. And this is exactly why we prayed just a little bit ago, if you remember, <clears throat> forgive us when we reject your unfailing love and grant us the fullness of your salvation. Now, you remember the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. He spoke about the danger and the eternal consequences of those who serve what he calls the belly God. Do you remember that in the New Testament? These are people who only have their minds and hearts that are occupied with what? Earthly, temporal things. Who won't confess their sins and who are very comfortable with the world. And in fact, who have conformed their lives to the ways of the world and their sinful flesh. And will not be served or will not be taken care of by who? By the Lord Jesus who comes to forgive them. Paul in the New Testament states that when one absents themselves from Jesus or ignores or refuses his forgiveness, one becomes an enemy of the Lord's Good Friday cross. So when baptized Christians, when LCMSers turn their backs on the gifts of the cross in word and sacrament, they crucify Jesus all over again, Paul teaches in the New Testament. And that won't end well. Really, it won't. And again, no wonder that we prayed earlier, Forgive us when we reject your unfailing love and grant us the fullness of your salvation. And so the parable that Jesus tells today in the text serves as a solemn warning as well as an urgent call to repentance for all of us Trinity LCMSers. We had better make good use of Jesus and his gifts of word and sacrament for the forgiveness of our sins or we hellaciously risk losing the whole enchilada of salvation that he won for us on the cross. Jesus said in the text, Israel of his day, and to, our, to the new Israel of the New Testament, the church, I, will I tell you that the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people who will produce its fruits. Now, as I indicated, Jesus gave that warning to the leaders of Israel in his day, but they didn't heed it, remember? And then they were served with what? They were served with the eviction notice from his kingdom. Our Lord's Good Friday kingdom reign and all its salvational benefits would be taken away from Israel and be given to the Gentiles. We're the Gentiles. Like the tenant farmers of the parable, Israel was given a trust. She had a stewardship. And what was that? It was to be a light in the darkness to guide the world to worship Jesus. But Israel darkened her light with the darkness of her unbelief and unfaithfulness. Instead of good grapes, instead of good grapes, 
F-A-I-T-H, the Lord found bad or sour grapes, idolatry growing in his vineyard. So we in the church, we LCMSers, we too have a stewardship. We, have to, we too have been given a sacred trust from the Lord Jesus himself. We are to tend to his word. We are to regularly receive from his hands and his mouth the gospel of his Good Friday forgiveness given in baptism, absolution, the Lord's Supper, the preaching of the gospel. And in addition, this stewardship or trust means that we are to proclaim his Good Friday forgiveness to those who need it, not only with our lips, but also with our lives. We are to be both hearers and doers of his word, as James writes in his epistle. Brothers and sisters, we as members of Christ's church are not to live for ourselves, but for others. So together with the church, we live sacrificially for the sake of other people and for the life of the world, so that all nations and all people would come to, yes, that's right, come to faith in Jesus Christ and trust that his dying and rising is for them too. Yes, part of this stewardship and sacred trust that Jesus has given us is to bring others into the saving presence of Jesus in the divine service. That's why you invite people to say, you come with me, come with me, I'll tell you, I'll show you. That includes who? <laughs> well, this will blow your mind. That includes your children, your grandchildren. It might even include your, your spouse. Make sure that those people are baptized believers. But if we refuse and we, we reject the beloved Son of the Father and all his gifts of salvation, I remind you what Paul tells us what we're doing. We're living as enemies of the cross of Christ. Now such refu refusal, even if it's covered with all kinds of pious excuses, risks having Jesus take his gifts and go elsewhere, this is happening all over the world. Are you paying attention? And it could happen here at Trinity and throughout all of America. If you're paying attention, you are witnessing this. Jesus is taking his kingdom reign away from Scandinavia and Western Europe, where hardly anyone goes to church anymore. And where is he taking his gospel kingdom? He's taking it to Africa, to China, to Indonesia, and South America. There Jesus is divinely serving and tending to people who will receive and live off his divine Good Friday dying, and his Good Friday gifts. So it is, it's time for all of us, and I include myself in this, it's time for all of us to repent and to stop living as the enemies of Jesus and his Good Friday cross. It's time for us to be like Paul, who declared in the epistle today, I consider everything that I had as like trophies in my life. Remember, Paul had a trophy case, Could, it'd be huge, with all the things that he achieved in life. He says, I consider everything a loss compared with what? The surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I want to know Christ, Paul says, and the power of his resurrection. And then finally he said what in the text, in the epistle? To attain the resurrection of the dead. Everything that Paul had achieved in life was nothing compared with knowing Christ and being raised on the last day. That's our goal. Finally, in the gospel reading, Jesus says, he who falls on this stone, that's Jesus himself. 
He who falls on this stone, this stone rejected by the builders of Israel, will be broken to pieces. But he on whom it falls will be crushed. Hmm, what does that mean? It means this. Whoever falls on the stone, Jesus, that means recognizing and confessing sin, will be broken to bits. You know what that's like in your life when you finally confess the truth that you're a sinner and you've sinned? You're just broken to pieces, right? In other words, you learn that you despair of yourself and your idolatry. Broken to bits! And then raised up for F-A-I-T-H in Jesus for salvation. And again, if we stubbornly resist and refuse to be repented and faith, we'll wind up being hellaciously crushed. So it's either be broken on the rock, Jesus, or get crushed, resisting his will to have us as his own. So brothers and sisters, Jesus in Matthew 21 gives us all a warning and a promise. Repent and believe. Don't take the gifts of the Lord for granted. Don't take them lightly. Do not refuse the son who was killed by the wicked tenants. That beloved son who was killed is your savior. His death means your life and your salvation. The kingdom is yours and you are his. He's done this and it is absolutely marvelous in our eyes. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen.